Welcome to the Dream Huge Podcast, where we'll talk with real estate investors, entrepreneurs, business leaders, athletes, and more to inspire you with their success stories so you can work hard, never give up, and dream huge. And now, let's start the show. This is the Dream Huge Podcast, show number nine. But you can't not have your dreams. If you're ever going to move forward, if you're ever going to do anything, if you're going to be happy, if you're going to make money, if you're going to be okay in life, you got, you have to keep dreaming. Today we had Wendy Armstrong from Great American Title Agency, and she talked about a little bit of everything. Title, her background of being a teacher, uh, and how she came out of, uh, uh, she rose from the ashes in her young life to become where she's at now. A very inspiring story. Yes. Um, I think, you know, the title content really tied this back to real estate very nicely. We get into some good title d- discussion, um, but not to bore anybody too much with that. It's a part of the business that you don't really hear a lot about. It's behind the scenes, but it's integral in your cl- in closing your property. But beyond that, her story about choosing happiness, and I think that may actually be the title to the podcast is what stuck out to me. You know, when her back was against the wall and she talks about making decisions when you're at your lowest point in your life and she, something flipped her switch on. I don't know what it was. And maybe we should have dug a little deeper than that, but something flipped a switch in her mind and said, I'm going to choose happiness Yeah. and I'm going to move forward and I'm going to stick my chest out and I'm going to walk through this life like I'm the one in control. And she took control, and man, what a great success story. Yeah, you know, you say, we didn't really ask, you know, that question, but she gave us a lot. I mean, maybe you can create your own uh, conclusions of what happened or how she did it. But, yeah, she just, something happened, light bulb kicked on, and boom. Yep. You know, good story. What stuck out to you, Mark? Well, you took what I was going to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right, expand on that. But her, her story was really good. Like, she just... She stuck out on how positive everything can be. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm listening to Grant Cardone a lot right now, and he's talking about being the most positive person in the room at all times. Nice. And that's her. That's Wendy. Yeah, and that's what was surprising to me because I've known Wendy for a couple of years now, and I would have never put that to as a to be a part of her story. Some people that you know that may be the most bubbly, most outgoing, nicest folks, you just never know what what folks have been through, what they're dealing with, or what, you know, what they've experienced. So, man, I mean, what a great story, and, uh, man, eager to share this one with you. And Great job, Wendy. Yeah, this is a story you'll hear. It's about adversity, getting through that, getting rid of your safety net, and just going all in on you. Going on you is all you got. You got yourself and your family. So stay tuned, guys, and let's get into it. Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Dream Huge Podcast, hosted by Mark Gray, Justin Bigelow, and myself, Pete Peterson. Folks, we don't always talk real estate. We love to share success stories from other entrepreneurs, movers, shakers, and influencers. Hopefully, these stories will help to motivate and inspire you to dream huge. Um, today, we have we are welcoming our special guest, which is real estate related. Um, Wendy Armstrong with Great American Title Agency. How you doing, Wendy? I'm great. Thanks for having me. Good. And sorry, I come off. I come off a little excited at the beginning there. I said, "Yo!" And I think Wendy jumped out of her chair a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> We're on. How you doing, Mark? I'm doing good. How you doing, Justin? Doing good. Good. Excellent. So, um, Wendy at Great American Title Agency. Um, this she is known as the ruler of the universe over there at Great American Title. I heard. Self-appointed title. Okay, excellent. Also marketing and sales representative, um, interior designer extraordinaire, and just overall great person to work with um, as far as when it comes to title uh, work. We enjoy working with um, you and Great American Title um, as much as we can because you always take such excellent care of us. Thank you. And not only that, but also just coming to visit us and pick our brains and tr- give us training and actually provide us lunch every now and then. So we appreciate you very much making the trip up from Columbus. Got to feed the troops, keep you out there. Yes, from great, orders. Yeah, from great American, which is actually owned by a Mansfield guy. 
Um, Jason, Jason Kiley. Yeah. And he's a Madison graduate um, and uh, owner of Great American Title Agency. So um, tell us a little bit about yourself, Wendy, and uh, what it is that you do. I, well, I work for Jason Kiley um, directly. I was hired as his assistant and I was given a really unique opportunity at Great American because I don't come from the world of title, but I do know about houses and I know about people and I know about design. And he, at the time, Jason was looking for a way to lighten his load because he's the owner of Great American. That makes him president, CEO, human resources director, payroll. And he was spending so much time on the business of the business. He felt like some of his clients were um, being neglected and he needed somebody that he could hand that book of business to which if you know anything about um, our world nobody ever does that for you <laughs> no one gives you that kind of introduction and says here are the people that I've spent 20 years developing a relationship with I want you to go call on them but that's literally what I was hired to do and I knew even at the time that that was unusual and I was so grateful for that opportunity that I knew in that moment, as soon as he said that this is what I want you to do, this is your job, but these are my people, I would never fail him and I would never fail the company. That's huge. You know, he trusted you right off the bat and you went out there. And I'm imagining that you went out there, not only maintained those relationships, but actually grew those relationships. Yes, yeah, that became also part of my job pretty quickly. Yeah. So I, I could tell you do an awesome job of that. Um, like I said, we always love having you here. Um, but, and that's, that's a relation to, uh, Jason Kyle is related to you, right, Biggie? Not officially, but yes. Okay. He's All a right. long time relationship with one of my aunts. Okay, good. So good. I call him my quote uncle because he's, he's not technically yet. But. He is. Is he the cool uncle he that you want to so. hang around with? I've got multiple <laughs> cool uncles. He's the businessman uncle. Gotcha. He's, he's pretty cool. It's a small cool. world that we live he's, in. Uh, he's my mentor. In the beginning of all of this for me. Excellent. So without him, I wouldn't be doing real estate. Yeah, and I talk like that from third person, but I know Jason as well, and I've always had great experience with him as well. You said you didn't come from a real estate and title background, but actually you have some interior design experience, correct? Correct. Tell us a little bit about that. My, um, my long and winding road to where I am now uh, began actually, uh, I was... I was, I have a degree from Ohio State University in English education. From the time I was little, like tiny little, I knew I wanted to be in the design world. Um, and my dad and, and mom, although they would not think this, they're the people that introduced me to that world. And the way I grew up though, I, I grew up in a very blue collar family. And so we were about um, safety as far as careers go because safety equals um, money that's going to continually come in if that makes sense like a paycheck you can depend on so that is not a real estate agent that is not a real estate agent. <laughs> that is also not a designer all right so so um i was the first person in my in my immediate family to to be able to go to college and they paid for that so that i could concentrate on what i was learning and at the time there was a recession on and nobody cared about design and not many people were buying houses because I think the interest rate at that time was 18%. So that's a little high. It's a little high, but that's what it was. I think I've got credit cards that beat that now. <laughs> Probably do. Jeez. Uh, so, so my, another, um, passion, I guess of mine is, uh, it has always been books. I'm a big reader, a reader. I like to write and I thought, okay, safe, 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 safe education. I'm going to be a school teacher. So my degree is actually in secondary English education. And, with, and I had a ton of art classes just because I, there was something inside me that couldn't let go of the design part. So um, I have a lot of design classes and back of that I got into my first job, well my first real job was teaching seventh grade, seventh, eighth, ninth, eleventh and twelfth grade at Cardington High School. Uh, out this way and, and all of those grades I say because each graduating class is about 75 kids so if I had I was the English teacher yeah. it was me yeah. so wow. I got uh, a ton of experience there um, that led into 
I'll do both. Keep going. We got two as yeah. long as you yeah. want. Okay. The podcast, we're going to dive deeper into Wendy Armstrong. All the way down. <laughs> you don't even know what's down in there. Some scary stuff down in there. But okay, hold on. So, um, so I chose that, and I, I love teaching. I love teaching. I loved uh, the creativity of that. Um, got married, had a baby, and at that time in my life, that we had a, a very traumatic event that that kind of shattered our family. And I was left with the baby. We needed to move. Um, we were all looking for different uh, ways to separate ourselves and, and kind of process what had just happened to all of us. So, um, so I got offered an opportunity to work at a furniture store. And I took it because I needed to change. I needed to do something different that this design thing that I thought was going to be a hobby of mine, I was really, really good at. Um, at the same time, yeah, you asked for this. I'm going to give it to you. Give it. All right, We're following <laughs> along so <Okay>. far. <laughs> at the same time, um, I had this baby. I, I had to find a new place to live. I had to find a new career. I had to figure out who I was. And I was spinning a little bit. And one of the things I learned and one of the things I would pass along to other people is you never make a decision when you're in your low spot. Yeah. When you're making a big life-changing decision, you, you make that decision when you're winning. Mm -hmm. Because when, you, when you're in the low spot, you're making decisions out of fear. Yes. And those are usually bad decisions. Mm -hmm. That's and tough, so, though, right? Because when uh, you're in the low spot, you're like, you're it's, petrified. Pan it's panic mode. Yes. You're you probably making several decisions. Yes. You're, you're making the smartest decision you think you can make. At the time, right. But the better thing to do is... Is to wait it out. What I learned, what I learned from that um, is that... When you're, in, when you're in a situation that you can't see your way out of, that you can't, and you don't know how to change it, um, and you're making any decision you, you're about to make is going to be made out of fear or panic, uh, you, what you can change is, is your perspective. So um, what I decided is I can choose to be happy. I don't have to wait for my life to be perfect to be happy. I don't have to wait for it to look normal to be happy. Mm -hmm. That's inside my head. I have control of that. That's oh, the yeah. thing I have control of. But it took me, I mean, it sounds like, sure, let's just get up every day and say I'm going to be in a good mood. But it, that took years. It took years for me to figure out. And I got myself into a pretty bad situation uh, with my next relationship because I did not trust my gut instinct. Yeah. And, I, and I made a decision out of fear. And I, I, I um, married a man who love to tell me like what to do where to work how to eat when to breathe <laughs> and no, a lot of a lot of people can resonate with that yes and it's, it's the, too common yes and so i found and and then i found myself surrounded by a group of people who were telling me who i was who were telling me what i was going to be good at who mm -hmm. were telling me how much i should make what i should do for a living when i should do it um they were also the same the same group of people are the people that will tell you how you're failing it makes them very mm -hmm. happy and so i got really tired but eventually i made the decision that i can control me i can control my mindset yep. and i choose happiness and i choose i choose to decide who i am that's right and that's that's within me and the moment i did that my world turned. Everything just Everything improved. Turned. Everything <clears throat> turned. Marriage fell away. Well, this is going to sound very backwards, but if you know me, that's I live in the world of <laughs> dyslexia, <laughs> backwardsness. But my marriage fell apart. Um, I we lost. I had a beautiful. He was very affluent man, so we had a really lovely house. That was gone. Took my car. That was gone. Took our savings. That was gone. And every time that he took something, I got happier or motivated maybe mm -hmm. because I thought, that's okay. I'm still here. I'm still here. The kids are good. I'm going to figure this out. And um, it's like not, you weren't really losing anything. You were gaining. Gaining. Freedom. You're gaining on the other side. Yes. And you recognize that. And some people won't recognize that. Oh, he took it. That's not good. Yeah. You know, no, this is good. This is progress towards the other side of improvement. It was the best thing that ever happened to me because then I became in control of myself again. Yeah. I thought, okay, I can curl up into a ball and, you know, cry and sit in that corner. I can run home to mom and dad. They'd love to take, my parents are wonderful people. Yeah. They'd have taken us in. 
or I can put my big girl pants on and get out there and figure this out. What am I good at? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm good at design. I'm good at teaching. I'm good at I'm good with people. And and when you have little, when you have three children, and literally no money, <laughs> their job, their job, you figure out real fast. Yeah, your back's um, against the wall. Oh, no yeah. one go forward now. Yes, and I and I tell and I will also say this. There are, and my parents taught me this, but in that moment, I re- thank, I'm thankful for them for giving me this lesson. There is no job beneath you. No matter what we are, no matter what our title is. Um, I mean, my husband's a CEO of a, a giant company, and sometimes I see him sweeping floors yeah. or making calls, and, and you're like, wow. But, and that's how I was in that moment. I'm like, I don't care what it is. I'll figure this out. I'll take whatever they offer, and I'm going to blow it out of the water. And I'm yeah. going to keep going. And and that's about the time I met cool Uncle Jason. <laughs> it, all, it all came together. It, it all came together. I was the lighting girl. Yeah. I was hired to pick out a light in the office. Yep. And I was going to make, I think, $150. And I thought, hell yes, I am. Be the this, best <laughs> if I, I remember this. the story, it sounded like the stars were aligning. Yeah. yeah. And you were coming towards yours, and he's coming towards... You know what he's trying to do and then boom that girl selling lights yeah timing 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 comes to you when you're ready i figured that out as well i think the stars will align for all of us when we're open to it if, if that makes sense i yeah, don't want to sound too yeah you're putting out that energy into the universe you know mm-hmm. the that's law exactly. of attraction is a real thing yeah that's exactly you kind of you know resonate that within yourself into the fabric of reality things start attracting Mm-hmm. And next mm-hmm. thing you know, things happen that you want to happen, but don't know it's happening yeah. until you have the insight to know that, oh, oh this is happening. I, I see this opportunity now. This is good. It was great. I uh, At the same time, I found this was sort of at the end of the, the big bubble, remember? Yep. And you couldn't give a house away, which was my lucky day because I couldn't afford much. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I found uh, the smallest ugliest, least expensive house in New Albany, Ohio, because we were at one time a very, I was a fluent man. We lived in a big old house in New yep. Albany. And I was trying to, um, I didn't want too much change for the kids. I was trying to soften that blow for them. So yeah. it was a tiny, I mean, it was small. I remember the day I bought it, my dad and my uncle came and lately looked at it and, um, and my cousin Paul. And Paul said, "Did have you signed the papers yet?" And I said, "Well, I signed them." And they all kind of put their heads down, <laughs> like, "It's okay, we'll help you, we'll help you." But I can see it. Like, I can I, see I'm it like, too. I, yeah, I'm like, I oh, can. They did. All they, right. Oh, it was. They had caught the cabinets on fire. There were dogs that had lived in there without being let out to go to the bathroom. Big dogs for several weeks. The carpet was chewed up. It smelled like cigarette smoke. And I mean, the first thing I did before I even tore anything out was I. Cloroxed everything, which I know you're not supposed to do, but I love the smell of Clorox, and mm. it worked. It smells like a swimming pool. <laughs> it did. <laughs> Kills everything. We ripped everything out, and um, I just knew every day I was going to get up and do something. I want to get up and do something, and and that gives you a momentum, and you don't even realize it at the time. Yeah. Um, because I am not athletic, I'm not strong. And I, and I, in my mind, had not asked anybody to help me with this house because I thought labor's the one thing I can save on, and I'm labor. I forgot how hard, I mean, that's hard. It's really hard <laughs> to get a tile and carpet all by yourself. Yeah. But thank, thank God for my mom, my dad, my Uncle Paul, my cousin Paul, and our friends, my friends, that first day my sister and I were trying to rip up that nasty carpet and drag it down, and we were bleeding and all cut up, and... People started showing up. First, my cousin Paul came. Then my dad showed up. And then our old neighbors and my girlfriends. And I had, oh, wow. I had like... The community that, showed up. That was the most humbling. I will never forget that. It, it still chokes me up. Yeah. They're just such wonderful people. And I, had, I didn't ask. And, and they didn't ask. They just came. You know what wow. was crazy, you know, to me about just meeting you in the recent few years here, Wendy, that just the fact that you, how you just said you chose happiness... And um, those those family members and those um, and they're willing to help those who are willing to help themselves. And um, you, I got if for you guys that don't know Wendy, she is the most outgoing, personable, just 
Sunshine, I think, just follows her around sometimes and watch you. Um, that you were to have such an incredible story. Um, uh, you know, hardships. I mean, we all have hardships in form, one form or another, but, you know, some more than others. And um, like you said, you chose happiness. And that's that's really, you know, you answered my next question. How do you hope to inspire others um, just by choosing happiness and just truly and we joke about it all the time. It's our company motto, work hard, never give up, and dream huge. But when the shit really does hit the fan. That works. You it you works. know, and you you were able to hold your head up high and say, I'm just going to keep on moving forward. That's working hard. That's not putting any blame on anybody else. That's accepting full responsibility for all of your actions and, your, and accepting responsibility for your freedoms and saying, I'm going to do this all by myself if I have to. And before you know it, you got a whole team of folks helping you out. Oh, it was amazing. Yeah. It was amazing. I'll never forget that day. I'll never forget not one person there. And they're still dear friends, all of them. Um, yeah, that's it. You cannot forget when you're in those low times, too. I like. I love that you guys are dream huge because sometimes that's all you have are your dreams. Exactly. But you can't not have your dreams. If you're ever going to move forward, if you're ever going to do anything, if you're going to be happy, if you're going to make money, if you're going to be okay in life, you got. You have to keep dreaming. Like that's why. That's life. That's why we're here. Yeah, hey, you gotta we're, keep. We weren't, gotta... we weren't put here to be mm, okay. <laughs> we were put here because to be happy. Yeah. And help other people. You gotta keep your light on. Gotta keep yep. your light on. It all like starts that. with a thought. You know, like you said, a dream, a thought, a vision. That's where it all starts. If it doesn't start there, you might. And if you're gonna dream, you might as well dream positive. You know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So no, that's that's huge. Um. Love that, Wendy. Wow, thank you for sharing all that with us. Yeah, I knew she had a story. I didn't know that one. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty in-depth. I knew the, 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 the small yeah. summary of the teacher and the title. Yeah. So let's get back to the title. Yep. Um, with the title business, um, it's obviously it's a great booming business, I'm sure. You guys have taken it to the next level. Um, so what, what advice would you give to someone who's interested in real estate business or interested in getting into the business of title? What advice could you offer them? I would say, number one, find a really great company. Find somebody that you feel represents who you are as a person. Um, one of the things I learned through all of that was to start trusting my gut. And the day I met Jason Kylie. Um, and Sherry Long, at the time his business partner, I thought, these are my people. They do what they say they're going to do. They're service oriented. Um, they care, and they want, but and they're positive and they want to have fun as much fun. While they, and every and he did tell me that uh, the way that they interview and hire people is the personality. It's not necessarily technical knowledge. It's do they have passion? Do they have personality? Do they care about how people? Are how we serve people uh, in the way that we want them to do that, and I thought, oh yeah, they're 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 speaking my love language. Mm -hmm. These are I love it um, because I was in the parking lot. This is not a lie. Um, before my interview, googling what is title. <laughs> it was right. I had I had bought and sold several homes, so I had a basic knowledge, but yeah. I didn't know what my job was going to be at the time. Sure. But um, I thought I'm gonna I'm gonna get this thing. I'm knocking it out of the park, but I. I have to figure out what it is first. So I'm going to get that job and then I'm going to figure it out how to do it. Man, great advice for folks out there. You know, you don't all it starts with a, a good personality. Yeah, and you work know? ethic. Yeah, and work ethic and you know, um that's where it all started for you and for so many of us. Even my dad was always telling me that um throughout you know, running his business. He's like, "I'm always on the lookout for new help." Mm -hmm. You know, new team members. Um, someone that they that you may run into them who knows where throughout your daily uh, life, um, but always keep an eye out for folks that you, that are like minded, like personalities that you could enjoy working with and be looking to add to your team. So I think I think um, old JK hit the jackpot on that one. They might be installing a light. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I can I can fit my entire fist into my mouth. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> a lot of people know that. Used to, used to win free beers in college. I don't I'm assuming I can still I haven't had to do it for a long time. <laughs> I could I assume I can still do that. 
Um, I'm a closet writer. Yeah. I, I, you know, being an English major, I have I've been so blessed because I'm able to do all of the things that I love every day. Somehow, I don't love every day. Nobody loves every day, but every day there's a piece of something I do that is that I love doing, and that's a part of me. And I think that is the key to longevity. You know, if we're going to talk about real estate careers and title related. If, if that's what you're passionate about, get the job get, or get through school, you'll figure out how to do it because mm. you won't be able to stop because you love it. And um, so I do write. Sometimes I write short stories. I write stupid poems at work and I give them to people. And, and we did our every Christmas. I do like a Toys the Night Before Christmas Gata uh -huh. style. Nice. So I do that for fun, not the this thing so much anymore. All right. Well, we want to see some stuff. We want you to come out of the closet as a writer. You okay. said you're in the closet. We want you to come out and get some of that stuff out to the market. Yeah, you got to write your own book. Yeah, we want you to write your own oh, book. That's my retirement plan. I tell Jason all the time I'm going to write down all the little things. Put it into a book format and right. sell that sucker. What's it going to be called? Um, why we should have had an official human resources department at Great American Title Agency. <laughs> is that a long book? <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, okay. Um, <clears throat> so let me get back to the title real quick here. Um, just for folks, so when I think of title, I think of title insurance mostly. Um, and we talked about that briefly on our video today. But um, what is title insurance and why do people need it? Uh, we need title insurance because uh, it basically ensures the person who's about to buy someone else's home that when they get that home and they get the deed to that home, no one else has a claim against them. No back taxes were owed. There are no liens um, that need to be collected. There are no uh, rights. No one else has a right to that property or a piece of that property. That the survey is correct and the land and the property they think they own, they actually do own. Uh, you'd be surprised over the years um, how many mistakes, clerical errors have been made. And the title agency's job is to clean all of that up um, before we hand it off to the next person. And if we miss it, then that's the insurance part. Then mm -hmm. you know who you're going to call because you need help because we missed something. Yeah, so it may not sound like a big deal, but folks, I'm here to tell you it is. You know, um, Whenever I personally buy stuff, I always get the title insurance because I always get asked that a lot. Should I get that? How much is it? Well, it's about half a percent roughly, 0.575. Um, but that goes down with the more money you spend. Um, but, yeah, I always say just get it. It's a peace of mind. It's a one-time payment. It's not a monthly insurance like your homeowner's insurance. It's a one. You literally only pay it once when you close on the property. Um, and it gives you that peace of mind because I've seen it happen. You know, a you will close and all of a sudden out of the woodwork comes a $30,000 mechanics lien for a roof that wasn't paid for. Mm -hmm. And so guess who's stuck with that lien? The new owners. You are if you haven't purchased title insurance. Um, so I'm, I'm a strong advocate for title insurance. Um, yeah, I think it should be uh, state law. I think it should just be like car insurance. Yep. Even more so. It's a great point. It's Because it's car insurance protects you know, the people in the car. It really is protecting human life. That's kind of protecting the asset, but that's a depreciating asset. Right. How there's no state law for the most, the best asset you can ever get, real estate, your own home, that should be mandatory to protect the... The most money you're ever going to spend in your the life. The small yeah. details of the rights to the home. I agree. It's, it's so. most people's largest asset, mm -hmm. um, and it's an emotional asset, right? It's your home. It's where you live. Oh, yeah. It's a huge it's big, deal. I think it's it should be state deal. law. It's just one-time fees, so I don't. It's, it's not like fee. it's a recurring, you know, subscription like everything else is in the world. And you had another great point too, Wendy, about well, some folks feel comfortable buying off a family member or a friend. They feel like they may not need it. And look, guys, I don't make any money selling title insurance, so I'm just here to tell you my honest opinion. <laughs> so, um, but even in the case of friends and families, you suggested getting it, correct? Absolutely, because a lot of times um, it may not even be. The issue might not be something that the friend or family even realizes is there yeah. um, and, until the search is done and yep. we find it. We found things that um, people, I mean, they have owned the property forever and they had no idea. Now, let me ask this. And you had mentioned 42 years? Correct. 
the, the search goes back. Yes. So I guess why or how would certain title companies miss something and other ones may find it? Sometimes it's an, it actually is a clerical error. Like they wrote something in wrong or they mm -hmm. didn't check the box that should have been checked for something to be cleaned up and so it got missed. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's because the title agency that was chosen may or may not have had the resources to do as thorough of a search as they need to do and they just missed it yep. um, or they didn't do it. So you need to... I mean, they're still liable. There's, I don't want to scare people. They are legally liable for what's going on. But do your due diligence. And I ask, do you, you know, how long have you all been in business? Do you have an underwriter? That's pretty important. We're underwritten by uh, Stewart and First American, who are the two largest in the United States. Mm -hmm. um, and do you have an attorney on staff? That's important, too, because the attorney is another really good set of eyes looking at documents, um, LLC documents, trust documents, um, divorce decrees, to make sure everything's done the way people need it and want it to be done legally. Um, we have an attorney on staff. Um, he's wonderful. Brian Duncan's his name. He does a great job. We have a licensed agent. His name is Paul Kors, and he's got connections at all the courthouses, you know, and all the counties. So if we need, when you're, when you're, everything's about relationships, right? Mm -hmm. Literally everything. So if we need something and we need it fast, he knows the exact person that we need to call and he's seen them. Yeah. Just like what I was calling you about the yeah, other day. Exactly. So he knows he's going to pick up the phone and get us an answer. That's, in, that's important. And that makes everybody feel super comfortable because buying and selling, as you know, is very emotional for people. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of money, it's a home, or it's a future home, or it's an investment property, and um, it's a big deal. Yeah, the, um, I had an example of, a, of an error. Um, I sold a house for a seller last month, and the title company that, when they bought the house, it was like a, kind of like a foreclosure type thing. Uh, maybe like a state thing, but they used like the bank's title company, which is common when you're buying foreclosures to use the bank's mm -hmm. title and they'll give you a policy and other seller stuff, which is really good. And, you know, if the bank's using a title company, it's probably a good company. But what happened was they went to sell this to the other buyer and the new owner and the title company found a clerical error of like, it should have been wrote uh, this dude's name, power of attorney for this company it was just wrote out that this guy's name for like the company so like it missed like three words and it changed that the whole it. fundamentals of it right. luckily title the title company found it and she just went back and redid the deed made a little error you know, a little correction and recorded it all good but That's, that little thing right there could be a big thing and, and that just know. goes to show you you know watch who you're working with you know because they might make that error, and then, you know, if another title company doesn't find it, it just might not have found that. Right. So. Um, <clears throat> this is just a little side note, and then maybe you can have offer some insight. So in the, Colum in the Columbus board, um, the sellers pay the title insurance. It's wrote right into the Columbus contract. It's customary there. Yes. Here in Richland County... It's totally negotiable. It's our, our contract says it's open. It says seller pays, buyer pays, or split 50-50. Mm -hmm. um, what are your thoughts on who pays title insurance or who should pay it? So, A, I feel like and Ohio is one of the, the holdouts on this. Whatever the decision is, would be wonderful if it was a statewide, nationwide decision because it confuses people. We have buyers coming in from Florida, California and they're super confused depending on which county they're buying in Ohio is what's going on mm -hmm. because it doesn't make sense every county being able to do whatever they want I I like the idea myself of the pay it forward system that Columbus uses because if I if I have a home and I've lived in the home um, I want to make sure that when I give if I'm selling my home and Justin's buying my home that that I've done everything I can do to make sure that he's getting a clean deed. Um, so that's sort of a pay it forward approach. And then mm -hmm. when he sells the home, he'll do it for the next person and so on and so forth. So you were basically saying about how in Columbus, the seller, basically part of packaging and getting your home ready to sell is, you know, 
maybe doing a pre-inspection, maybe if you're on a septic tank, maybe emptying the septic and getting that inspected, um, and, and as well as making that nice, neat package, providing the buyer with a clean um, title insurance policy. Yes. Um, and it's funny, and that, that I get that, and that, that's a nice gesture, but around here, you hear a lot of, why would I buy his title insurance? Or why would I pay for their title insurance? You know, they're um, the one buying the house. Yeah. So if you, I tend to lean towards the buyer should opt. If they want it, they should buy it. But again, like I said, in our contract, it is negotiable. And you go one, two counties south to Columbus, and it's seller pays all day. I don't understand that. I'll never understand them why it's set up that way. It's It all comes down to lack of understanding. They just don't, they're not educated. Just like you didn't know yeah. what it was. Gotcha. Trying to get that. a job there. Right. You figured you would know. <laughs> you think, no, you know most people just, they just don't understand because they don't think that it protects them at all. They're right. thinking, oh, this is the buyer's thing. Yes. It, but the even buyer can always sue the seller. Exactly. It's, so they don't see Great the point. opposite side of it. They're all, they're thinking, you know, I don't say selfishly, but they're thinking about themselves just because they don't understand how the whole thing works. The big and that's what we're, we're here for, to educate. Yeah, it's a big picture. I also think, um, also, just, again, this is my personal opinion. When you look at uh, settlement statements and you see the fees, usually there's, a, usually there's a mortgage, or at least in the past there's usually been a mortgage. And, mm-hmm. and the buyer does, they, they typically have a ton of extra fees that the, obviously the seller doesn't have. Yeah. Um, Although the seller pays for commissions, right? So, or are those split here as well? Is well, I guess that's they negotiable. pay they pay commissions. It's yeah. negotiable. So, um, I guess in my mind, that's where I was coming from. You know, just a, I know it's clean, so I'm going to mm-hmm. give that to. Yeah, I mean that makes like sense home, too. Yeah. Or home yeah. uh, is a home warranty. I know we don't home warranties. Do those a lot are of, just whenever. Yeah, right yeah. usually same idea. You yeah, know, so I'll, I'll insure your first year. Yeah. it's a gesture, right? That, that's common. That happens yeah. here. Yeah. You know, people offer it as a good of sign of good faith, yeah. but they're really they're thinking about the property, the physical asset, right. not the you know legal, the, the legal, legal stuff on it. Yeah. So, what is there anything to this one? Hey, let's split the title insurance. Um, that way, if there's any liability on either side, we can't say no. You pick the title company. Um, no, we we split it down the middle. It's it's evenly. Uh, chosen i guess you would say so therefore that there is no liability on either party have you heard of anything like that um no i, I haven't yeah yeah because our mansfield contract uh, buyer generally right. picks it mm-hmm. that's just what it says even though you know every now and then you know, um the listing agent might request a different title company but the, you know that's reflected in an mm-hmm. addendum and Everyone agrees to that. Yeah. So. Typically, who the person paying for the title search is the person who gets to choose. Yeah. Yep. It, because something that people may not know is there are enormous differences in c- pricing. Yeah. Um, in Ohio, there are certain fees that that are non-negotiable. The taxes, you know, conveyance fees. There's there's a fee that goes to the state, one that goes to the county. The that is what it is. Mm-hmm. But as a business, as you know, you can charge anything you want for any service you want, you know? And yeah. so you can tack on, I've seen differences of anywhere from $50 to $2,500. Sure. And your client, one of your clients is going to absorb that cost. So um, I always say you want to shop um, service, certainly, and safety, right? You want to make sure the money's safe, but also price because it can vary widely. For different mm-hmm. services, and I think we, um, Great Americans, worked so hard to keep our fees as low as we possibly can. So, is the actual title insurance fee though that percentage that we talked about? That's a state mandated percent, non, correct? Non-negotiable. Non-negotiable. But, like you said, what is negotiable are the other fees, correct? Associated with the closing. So, a closing fee. Um, they could have a deed prep. Deed prep. They could have attorney a, fee. Yes, all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, closing outside of hours fee. They could have a um, admin fee. Mm-hmm. They can mm-hmm. put any fee they want on there. You know. Me and Justin are closing on a flip, or we're in contract to sell it, and the title company's tacked on so many things. I just emailed them back, said we're declining that, we're taking that off. Really, we don't want that. 
good for you. Yeah, they tried to get us to buy this enhanced policy, which oh, didn't know anything right. about that. Oh, that is that like the under undercarriage rust proofing system um, that you the, can buy for your vehicle? <laughs> Wendy told me she asked uh, Paul Coors about it. And it said something about protected the lender, but yeah. we didn't need Would that. You get it anyway? We didn't have a mortgage on the property, so. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. So that's what we can help with, guys. You know, let us... You know, we don't care who you're working with. If we can help or if Wendy can help with, if you have questions on the title statement or, hey, hey, this looks out of line or is this normal fee for this, you know, give us a shout. Give Wendy at Great American Title Agency a shout, you know. Glad to help you guys out. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And also, you know, as you're choosing your realtor, make sure you hit up Dream Huge because they do training here all the time so they you all know how to read those fees and the settlement statements and you'll recognize if you've got apples to apples, we're... Why do we, what are all these oranges? Why, right. do, I, why do I need it's that great. orange? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Tell you me why. Usually see, you know, when something sticks out as odd, mm-hmm. an anomaly. That's why I'm here. There's the title question right there. <laughs> all right. Well, number one, I'll start it off. What's the one thing you wish you would, you wish you'd have known when you began? I began my career. I wish I would have known to. Um, I would have been uh, take away the safety aspect of worrying about um, is is what I'm doing a safe a safe career option because safe also means someone else has control of your finances mm-hmm. and your time and um, when you're going to get promoted and how often and what kind of time off you're going to have. I wish I would have jumped into the pool of uh, trusted myself and just did what I wanted to do uh, because if you're doing that. You're going to work hard. You're going to be passionate about it. You're not going to mess it up because it represents who you are. Mm-hmm. And you're in charge of how much money you're making. You're in charge of your time. Yeah. You're in charge of, you know, quote, unquote, your own promotions because you're working towards it. Yeah, I think, the, you know, you mentioned the pool thing. You know, jump in the deep end. Get out of the kiddie pool yeah. and jump in the deep end. Yeah, it might be scary at first and, you, you know, you might sink. But you'll have the room to move and go wherever you want. So get rid of the safety net. The moment you get rid of the safety net, in time you'll build your own. And then that's a true safety net because it's all you. You don't have to worry about somebody else pulling the rug out underneath your feet. Yeah, that's so, true. Yeah, I love it. Great advice. Now, number two, what was your biggest failure and what did you learn from it? Um, well, my biggest financial real estate failure was uh, during the – during the messy separation from the um, from my my marriage, uh, mm-hmm. we had some we had some three um, properties in Florida, and I I wish I knew again I didn't trust my instinct I knew I should be holding on to them but things were dipping down and I was being told that you'll be too busy you need to go back to school you need to find a job this will be too stressful with renters and blah 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 dumbest yeah, thing I ever off, did dumbest off. thing I ever did just let that thing go yeah yeah. Uh, I know what you I mean I still get mad at myself I knew better I deserve that this is an expensive lesson only with knowledge will you know to hold <laughs> don't right. listen to them just yes. hold on to it hold on don't make don't make a decision out of fear <laughs> yeah not. I was listening to a podcast a while back and it was an older guy he was like 80 and they asked him, if you could go back, what would you do differently? He said, Help, hold on to every single property he ever bought. That's a, that is the best. I, I'm not a, a big you know, financial guru, as anyone who's ever seen my checkbook would tell you. Um, I'm not the smartest person you ever met. I'm, but the one thing I've never, ever lost as, is have, when I bought a house so I've always made money every single time. And I've I've never regretted ever buying a piece of property. My my dad would say the same thing. We were blue collar people, but we never rented. We bought. I mean it was just a whole different mm-hmm. mindset. Yes. Buy it, hold it. They're not making more earth. There's just so much of it. That's right. What are the best resources that have helped you along the way? Um my best resources uh, my family, of course, they've been huge inspiration to me. But when I met when I met Jason, um, I have to say, and he'll tell you, I don't like to give him compliments very often. He's like he's like a younger brother, sort of a situation there. But um, he it was a gift. He is so good at what he does. Um, 
he makes it look easy, and that's when you know how hard it really is. He, and he gave me freedom within um, that to, I basically got to write my own job description. He allowed me to do that. And we get together once a year, and we sit down and we talk about it, what worked, what didn't work, what could we do better, how can we be better, how can we be stronger, what does that look like? Because when I told him, um, you know, when I started teaching, I used to be a teacher, I love teaching, so I do CE classes now. And he looked at me kind of funny, and he's like, well, don't, you can't swear, but go for it. <laughs> this could work, this could help. Um, I also have gotten to, I just fall into it, I've been able to pick up some design work, you know, I don't, it's not what I do for a living, but it's my passion, so mm -hmm. if after work or on the weekends, I got to do our office, and there's yeah. something so cool about being able to take a space that um, you work in and make it look like what you think represents that company, and then other people come there and they like the way it feels. And I'm like, okay, we've done a good job here. Yeah, like you're building your environment around your brand. Yes, yes. And especially because we're in the business of real estate and houses, I think it's, I think it's wonderful when someone feels welcome and like they're at home when they're doing such a big transaction, a big emotional transaction. That makes yeah. me feel. So I've been able to work in design. I've been able to work in education. Um, I've learned some stuff about title. So it's just a beautiful, uh, I just, and he, he trusts me to do that when we are, I don't want to say failing, but when, you know, when our numbers get low, right. And that's a, that's this, some people get stressed out. It's, it's stressful, but it's also motivating because I love our team and I won't let them down either. And, and their paychecks depend on my ability to bring some orders through the door. And they're really good at what they do. Mm -hmm. So I make sure I get out there and do what I need to do so people know about us and know about them. Um, he shows me how, did, how he's done it. You know, how does, what does that look like for me um, from a numbers perspective? Because it just, just to be around people that have also failed and are willing to share that with you, but have succeeded and, and very open book about how they've done that is huge. And those are the people you want to be with. You leave a meeting with somebody, you feel energy, those are your people. Yeah. Um, especially when they're doing something you want to do and they're better at it than you are. Uh, he's, you know, he, he wasn't given the golden, whatever the heck that thing is, the golden parachute, golden something, golden spoon. Silver spoon. Yeah. Silver, sorry. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, so, but he figured it out. And he's a really good businessman. And he is. He shares things with our competition, which blows my mind. They'll come and they'll ask for a meeting with him. How are you How are you doing that? And the first few times he did that, I just opened mouth. Or I kicked him under the table. I'm like, mm, maybe that's too much information <laughs> there. But I need a job. So what are you I doing, guy? Job. Yeah, but, you know, he said, which is true. He's like, they're not us. It doesn't. I can help somebody else. They're going to do it, but they're not going to do it the way I do it. They might join us. They see this and like, we ain't even doing this. He's right. telling us the secrets. Whoa! <laughs> exactly. I know. Sometimes I think they don't believe it. Maybe someone's because who does that? He does it. I've sat there and I've listened to the meetings, and he's not afraid. He's like, we show them what's up. There. Yeah, there's enough out there for all of us, and if they can be better at what they do, we don't have to clean up the mistakes afterwards, and it's all good stuff. And he he loves competition. Oh, uh, he says oh, he yeah. doesn't, but oh my gosh. He said, Wendy, why are these numbers low? Exactly. <laughs> I know. These are all-time records. <laughs> exactly. We gave all of our secrets to the competition. <laughs> right. That's why. That's exactly why I tell them. <laughs> because you told everybody else. <laughs> so he's not afraid to share that. When you're around people like that, you know you're at the, you're at the top of the heap, people, because they're not afraid to share what they do to make other people successful yeah one percent that, that's, that's exactly, great that's right that's, that's great. great we have the same philosophy here we're always helping and sharing with others man we other brokerages other agents you know agents amongst ourselves on the team helping and sharing tremendously so that's funny that you guys have adopted that same mindset um jason specifically but um yeah i love that there's no shortage of success let's all help each other succeed and like you said the difference is you that's the difference. So you can tell them there ain't no secrets. This is what needs to be done, but who's actually going to make it happen? Yeah. So it's so funny. I'll come across folks that have a great idea, 
you know, they won't want to tell me sometimes. Like, I'm going to steal their idea. They're like, dude, <laughs> what, I, I want you to succeed. I'm not going to steal it. You know, I'm here to help you. Uh, and it just cracks me up. Some people are just jaded like that. They just know? need to put it in writing. That's all you got to do. Send an email. <laughs> you steal it. I got you. <laughs> nice try. Uh, pretty cool. I'll be 10%. All right, so finally on the huge four, what are two books, coming from an English teacher now, two books that have inspired your success? Okay, well, can I give you a couple? Yeah, books? sure, okay. of course. Because I, I am a reader. I I heard, uh, I think maybe it was you, Pete, and maybe also you, Justin, that talked about Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich. Yes. Uh, so... Jason, one over our holiday break, thought I needed something to do, so he gave me that book to read and yeah. report back to. And uh, I, I loved everything about it because although it was it was written a hundred years ago, well, a hundred and almost hundred and ten, I guess now. It it applies today, every single thing, and a hundred years after that was written uh, in two thousand nine, uh, they did another, a more modern version of that. It's mm -hmm. called a. Three Feet to Gold, I believe. Oh. Eric. Um, Never heard of it. Oh, uh, Three Feet to Gold. Eric um, oh, Eric and Sharon, I forget, Eric Reed. Eric Reed, Sharon, something with an L, wrote it. And it's a different adaptation. They, they are, you know, the first book, because it's 100 years old, it's white males, right, predominantly, because that's who the wealthy people were. Yeah, they but talked they about get, the banking people and yeah. some back then. So you'll get a broader females, um, different cultures, different races. Okay. Uh, but people you would recognize, like the Cheryl's Cookie person, the guy that uh, started Remax, which is became the model for modern real estate. Yeah. Stories in there. Does it mention uh, Ray Kroc? Uh, or is that too dated? I don't. Because he's the one that he Ray Kroc, the guy that founded McDonald's. He's the one that created the franchise model of business. Oh, I don't know if he's And in Remax it. is a giant franchise. Yes, it so is. So that's how they that they put it on as real estate. Okay. Well, the, no, this is... I'm hungry is... for a cheeseburger. <laughs> Fries. Today's not cheat day. <laughs> this book is written differently. It's, it's written like a story. Okay. But it's the facts. Like, it, the yeah. story is what this guy did and who he interviewed. Okay. And the interesting thing is 100 years later, every single principle applies... The same. Exactly the same. Exactly the same. That's so the I like same. that. Yeah. That's why machines will not take over, right? There's still that human element. Yep. All this, all these years, that human element, those relationships. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You can't do It's the same thing with uh, the richest man in rich. Babylon. Yep. You know, he's talking about stories of Babylon. It was a thousand something years ago. Still the Long same. time ago. Still the same. It's all thousand. the same. Okay, so Think and Grow Rich, Napoleon um, Hill, what yeah, else? Three Feet of Gold, um, Dr. Seuss, Oh, the Places You'll Go. <laughs> oh, good, <laughs> love nice. that book. I used to read that to my ninth and They loved it. Very and then cool. we talked about how that applies. Um, also, mm -hmm. Maria Shriver, uh, she wrote a book, uh, I don't know, 10-ish, 15 years ago, called 10 Things I Wish I Had Known Before I Went Out Into the Real World. That's excellent. Okay. It, she actually was giving a speech at a college graduation and this book became it was like a spinoff of her speech because the speech became like this oh, phenomenal okay. yeah. thing that took over the it really good just very inspiring very true very easy Did she to talk read. about Arnold in there? <laughs> so that's Arnold's well, wife, right? Actually, yes, it is. She, she, <laughs> that was a little Australian she, though. Yeah, it's not good. It was Australian it was, Arnold. It, it was even good Australian. <laughs> Uh, but she did. One of her things is that marriage is really, really hard. Mm -hmm. Really hard. People don't tell you how hard it is until you're married. That's why you gotta like have fun with each other, and you know, maybe throw some insults here and there, and don't get so offensive. It's just I'm just trying to deal with you. That's <laughs> <laughs> a whole another podcast. Oh, so that's good. Yeah. And I would check out the Maria Shriver book because we've listened to the Arnold book. Yeah, it was very interesting. It'd be it'd be cool to see her perspective on things. Yeah, yeah it was, it's a good book. And um, and lastly. There's an author, she's actually a blogger, she calls herself a bloggess, Jenny Lawson, and she, Furiously Happy is the name of, it's my favorite thing that she wrote, but it's it's true stories, it's about her life, she struggles with depression and anxiety, which sounds like it would be a downer, but you've never laughed so hard in your entire life. It's such a real approach to life, and even if you don't have depression or anxiety, because I don't, or I don't think I do, if I do, but <laughs> Is it like self-deprecating humor? 
yeah, kind of. You just kind of talk crap about yourself and have fun with it. Yes, and but, but it's real. It's um, like she, just how she gets through her day. She's very famous, but she's extremely introverted and scared to death of crowds. But she's been on Oprah. She does talk shows and okay. And her dad was a taxidermist, and so she's he gives her all these animals that have been hit by cars, and she keeps them, and they're all over her house. And it's the cute, just her whole life. Hmm. It gives you a different perspective. If I ever just need to laugh and giggle, I yeah. just you know, think I'm having a bad. That's it. I'm Furiously happy, Jenny Lawson. I'm going to check this out. Look, yes. the cover is literally like a raccoon. Looks like he's having a party or something. They're surprised and, or happy. And that raccoon, you, it looks like a drawing, but that raccoon is just like that in that with that in her house. Like she. Oh, that's like, one of the. From, what it looks like. A taxi derby. The ta- <laughs> raccoon. It looks like so a crazy cool. raccoon eyes oh, bulging out. So, yeah, it's awesome. This so is you, gonna be a good yeah. book. And you that's need to turn your day book. around. You just you and then you can read because they are blogs, right? Every chapter is like a little story in itself, so it's not oh, okay. like you're sitting down to like an anthology. Yes, it's so super cute. She's done. Oh. <laughs> One, two, three. Jeez. Okay. All right, we took pictures. Fire. Shooting, and then I. But if they're all back to back and it works, yeah. All right, so let's try again. You want to try again? Okay. Welcome to the rapid fire round. <laughs> oh, baby! All right, Wendy Armstrong, are you ready? What is your spirit animal? Unicorn. What is your guilty pleasure? Merlot. What's your favorite movie? Fried Green Tomatoes. Where is your dream vacation destination? France. Flea market in France called The Fleas. Or I love being on our pontoon in Tennessee on on the lake. Nice. Beautiful. What's your go-to karaoke song? I'm terrible at karaoke, but I do sing like a lunatic in my car at stoplights. Okay. And I'm a huge... I have always been Rush. Do you probably don't know who Rush is? They're, oh, I know who Rush is. Okay, from the, like the seventies. Yeah, I love their songs because again, back to my English major degree, they use their songs are like political. They're about life. They're about struggle. They they use Shakespeare. They quote Shakespeare. Um, the trees. Listen to the trees. So there's some real value in the lyrics. Oh, the, every single song it yeah. gives you um, uh, closer to the heart. Listen to that one now for what's going on in the world. Tom Sawyer, and then you just. I start singing them like I know the words, and then all of a sudden I'm going 90 miles an hour, and I'm like, oh, that's <laughs> awesome. And it, yeah, what, what a, you know, I love Rush as well. Very musically talented, wrote all of their own material. You don't see too much of that anymore these days. Tells a story. Yeah, tells a story. Very progressive rock. Oh, man. So give us a little something. Oh, don't make me. Sing. <laughs> <laughs> all right, maybe next time. And and the man who hold high places, be the ones who start reality closer to the heart. We should stop. Closer to the heart. I always wanted to be. I just wanted to be in a band. That's exciting. Okay, perfect. We got some. We got some singing out of it. That's a first. Most guests say no. We didn't do it. No, that's the. That's going to be the highlight. What is something you fear? Um, small bugs like ticks and fleas. <laughs> yeah. Also, I don't want to fail. I, I, everyone, I don't want to fail. So I, I fear what I would do if I failed and stayed there. Maybe I guess I don't feel. I don't fear failure. If you failed I, and there were bugs in the house. Yes. If I failed and were surrounded by ticks and fleas <laughs> and I couldn't unfail myself, then I'd be afraid. <laughs> Ultimate fear. There you go. Uh, so, what's your greatest accomplishment? Uh, my kids. Okay. I'm my kids. What's your favorite okay. superhero? Oh, Wonder Woman. Because I'm okay. always wondering what I'm doing. <laughs> so I can re- totally relate to her. Uh, what about your favorite sports team? Um, any team that my kids might play on. I'm a huge uh, non-athlete, but I love to go drink beer in the stands. I was, I, everyone's going to hate me for saying this. I love the underdog. <laughs> No matter who it is, so it's the underdog and they win, I get super happy. But I also have to say, if it's basketball, uh, UK basketball, just because my mom and my husband Jerry are ginormous fans. And so it's I love Kentucky? Them. Oh, yeah. 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 Wildcats. Yes. Mm-hmm. I love them because they love them. They usually have a pretty good team. Um, and lastly, what is your favorite food? Cat Bono's pizza in Pataskala. 
Ooh, and also Dairy Hut good. Coney Dog with mustard and onions. <laughs> Very specific. Oh, yes. man, I'm really and any kind of now. chocolate. You guys are killing me. And also red wine. <laughs> sounds That's like it. a whole yeah. meal. <laughs> yeah, I'm good with the red wine. Pretty much pairs with anything, right? It's, that is. We fact. don't get too picky about our pairings. That's right. Goes with anything. It does. <laughs> like ketchup. Thank you for joining us, Wendy Armstrong with Great American Title Agency. Anything, any last thoughts you want to touch on? Thanks for having me. Yes, of course. Thank you so much. Wendy Armstrong, Great American Title Agency. Um, Contact info? 614-813-6619. Very good. That's Wendy. Marketing and sales representative, interior designer extraordinaire, ruler of the happy universe. I put that happy in there. I like that. that. Yes. And soon-to-be author. Watch for that coming soon to Amazon. See, the pressure's on now. Next time I talk to you, I want to see something out there. All right. All right. Thank you for joining us. Um, Thank you, Justin. Thank you, Mark. Um, And thank you, everyone, for listening. And uh, as always, remember the rules. Work hard, never give up, and dream huge. Thank you for listening to the Dream Huge Podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. For more inspiring content, follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Dream Huge Realty and on TikTok at Dream Huge Inc. Until next time.